Hey mama, welcome to the Mom With Purpose podcast. I'm Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom, and now I'm on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. If you're searching for more meaning in your life, or you're ready to take that leap of faith, you're in the right place. This podcast is here to inspire you, give you the tools and resources that you need to capture your purpose, and to go out there and live the most positive and purpose-fueled life. I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you feel like you're sitting down with your best friend. So put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in. Hey there and welcome back to the Mom With Purpose podcast. This is episode six and I am so excited for you guys to hear today's guest interview with none other than Michaela Quinn. But before I introduce you to Michaela and tell you all the wonderful things about her, I wanted to read you the review of the week. This review comes from Biz Warren, and it's titled, Mondays Just Got Better. Aubrey delivers insightful, inspirational, and insanely relatable content for everyone. As a wife, mother of three boys, and boss lady, I look forward to listening to her every Monday. If you want to gain confidence, motivation, accountability, and plain old tips and tricks to get things done, then look no further because Aubrey's your girl. Thank you so much for that wonderful review. And I just encourage you, if you haven't left a review yet, go head over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and go do that now. They warm my heart. They provide great feedback and they kind of help me guide which way I want to continue to take this podcast. So if you leave me a review, it just helps me serve you better. Okay, guys. So today, like I said, I am bringing Michaela Quinn on the podcast. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I have been singing her praises for quite some time now. Michaela has such a near and dear place in my heart She was the person who introduced me to the world of freelancing and how I could be a mom and a working mom at the same time. And I'm just so excited to dive right into this interview with her and share all of her best tips and tricks and secrets and what it looks like to be a working mom. So let me introduce you, Michaela. Michaela Quinn is a mom on a mission with a dream to revolutionize what it looks like to be a working mom. Through her free resources, podcast, and paid program, Michaela provides moms around the world with the tools they need to build a profitable freelance business from home. No more a working mom or stay-at-home mom. You can do both, and you can do both on your terms. When she's not working, you can find her walking to the park with her kiddos, making cookies, or watching friends for the millionth time with her cute husband, Colin. She is my type of gal. I connected with Michaela almost a year ago this month, and it was through her podcast and through her free resources that I found another way to be able to make an income but also be at home with my kids, and she completely changed the game for me, and I'm just so excited for her to share everything with you. It's one of the questions I get asked the most. People want to know what I do and how I do it, and I thought, What better way than to bring the woman who started it all for me on the podcast to share that with you. So without further ado, let's go meet Michaela. Michaela, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. Aubrey, thanks for having me. I am excited to be here. 
this is such a full like circle moment for me because me too <laughs> was my first podcast interview kind of introducing me to the podcast world was on your podcast. So I thought it was only fitting that you would come on and be my first guest on my podcast. And I'm just so excited for you to share your knowledge with everybody. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And it's full circle for me too, to see you now branching out and reaching more moms with your message and your vision through podcasting. Yeah. And podcasting is just so fun. I mean, I, I'm sure you know that too, but just being able to talk to a bunch of other moms and then being able to make these connections with other moms for guest interviews is just so exciting. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and just tell us your story, tell us everything about you, how you got to where you are, what was it like for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. If I start rambling, just stop me. (laughs) Give me like a signal, like cut it out. (laughs) I like to start my story with talking about growing up. So growing up, I basically knew three things. I knew that I wanted to be a teacher I knew I wanted to be a mom and I knew I wanted to get married. My mom was a teacher and I would get all of her old school supplies when I was growing up. I spent my allowance at the teacher supply store and I had the coolest like fake classroom in my basement and I played school and I also played with my American Girl dolls. And so I was like a little mom playing pretend with my teaching job and my little baby dolls. And I also wanted to get married. And as I got older, it all sort of happened. I'm one of those lucky people that knew exactly what they wanted to do with their life when they were growing up. And I went to Kansas State University and majored in secondary education, English. I met my husband there. We just actually celebrated our fifth year anniversary, but we've been together for, it'll be 10 years this May. Wow. Yeah. So we've known each other for a while. And started dating him. We got married. Before we got married, I had just graduated and started my first job teaching at the dream school I wanted to work at. I want to send my kids to Catholic school. And so I got a job at a Catholic school and it was going to like offset the cost of tuition. So it was, it was just perfect. I thought I was going to be there forever. We got married and then nine months and four days later, our first little girl, our first little baby was born, our only girl so far. We've got three kids. And suddenly everything changed. Like even throughout my pregnancy, I had that, like anytime that you brought up daycare, it was like a tense, anxious, like, oh my God, I don't want anyone else to watch my daughter. I'd heard horror stories about daycare and we couldn't afford the fancy Montessori daycare with like the cameras where you could log in from your office and like check on your kids because that ate up. I don't know, three-fourths of my teacher salary. And I couldn't convince my mom to quit her job. (laughs) So it was just, that was like all while pregnant. But then when I met my daughter, McLaren, for the first time and held her in my arms, I was just, I remember that feeling of like, I will never let you go. I don't want to let you go. I want to be there for everything. I want to have all these super fun days where we can go to the park and we can do the mommy and me dance class and all of these things. But I couldn't because my husband is very practical and logical and was like, well, hey, here's our budget. (laughs) Here's our expenses. Here's, you know, no, this doesn't work. And it just put me in a really dark place for the first part of my daughter's life, really. I wanted to be at home. I didn't want to work. I now, the job that I love, the job that I thought I wanted to do for my whole entire life, I started hating it. And it was just not a good place. So I started looking into ways to work from home, 
how to become a stay-at-home mom, how to live on one income, and nothing was just appealing to me. It was all just like the most depressing dead-end search. All of the budgeting things were like, oh, downsize, downsize your house. We had just bought our house. Sell one car. I didn't want to be at home stuck 24-7. Like that sounded very restrictive to me. And other options were join an MLM. And I almost signed up for Pampered Chef one day. I was desperate and pregnant. I was like, I can't go back. But I ended up not because like this was back when MLMs were in-house parties still, not like online Instagram DMing people. And I was like, I don't want to go into someone's house and be like, hey, let's have a party and buy all this stuff. I didn't want to do that. It was just a dead end, desperate search for a while until finally I told the right person. And they told me about this website called Hire My Mom, which I don't really recommend anymore for freelance work. But they recommended this website to me, which four years ago, five years ago, it was this website where companies would just post virtual, flexible work from home positions for moms. And I signed up for a subscription. I think it was like $30 for three months. Applied to everything I could got nothing. But in the meantime, I had finagled my budget with my husband. I convinced my principal to let me go part-time. I convinced our daycare teacher to only take McLaren two days a week. And then my mother-in-law watched the third day. So it like at the end of the day, my income was still pretty much the same of like what we took home. That summer while I was prepping to go part-time, my part of the deal was, okay, I would, I would go part-time this year and then build up something so I wouldn't have to go back the next year. And I kept trying all summer because I was hoping I'd land a client or land something that I wouldn't even have to go back to teaching at all. But that didn't happen. It was the like first day we had to go back, probably like August 5th, which is super early. Summer's over, like back to work. And I had finally gotten my first client as a freelancer. The like, you're hired. I want to work with you. Here's the contract signed, invoice paid client. And From there, it was just like this whole new world of opportunity, but it took probably like eight months of applying and just getting crickets before I finally got that first yes. Yeah, I love your story. And that was one thing when I first started listening to your podcast. I mean, it was literally me driving to my teaching job pregnant and being like, this was me. This is exactly what I was going through. And that's why I related to you. And it's so funny too, because some people will ask me, you know, how did you find Michaela and how did you find out about this freelancing thing? And it's very similar to your story, just a desperate mom, you know, wanting to be able to stay at home with their kids and feeling like there was no other option. So you turn to your Facebook groups and you say, what can you do? And it's so funny that you said brought up the MLM because I tried two different MLMs and I was dead set that that was going to be what was going to bring me home. And I'm just not a very salesy person. So I love that you're sharing that part of your story because so many moms feel that way. I know even my friends, they'll talk about it too. Well, I wish that I could do what you do. And I just want to shake them and say, you can, it's so possible for you to do that. Yeah. So did you find me because you asked a question in a Facebook group and then someone shared one of... Yeah, it was Mackenzie. She, I think she must have posted your group. So, and then from your group, I got to your podcast, but it was so exciting. So a lot of questions of what I get asked is what is freelancing and and what is it that I do? And I know that you've mentioned this too. When you hear freelancing, it kind of has a stigma around it, like starving artists, like you're just going from job to job and just nothing consistent. So what, for those of the listeners out there that don't know what freelancing is, what is it? 
A freelancer is basically someone who just operates as an independent contractor, which means you aren't an employee. So that means you don't have some of those restrictions that an employee has. You can control when you work, you can control how you work, and you get to control how much you charge. So a freelancer has a lot more control than an employee does. And the freelance industry is actually such a booming and growing industry. I mean, it's estimated that by 2027, over 50% of the workforce will be made up of freelance workers. And a big portion of that industry is millennials. And I I want to dive in and, you know, one of the projects we're kind of working on slowly in the background is to dive in to see if we can determine how much of the freelance industry is made up of moms and these moms who are refusing to settle for either being stuck at a job that they hate or are just kind of like okay with and also not wanting to settle to other routes. Like a lot of people think MLM is the only route and because they don't want to do that, they just think, okay, well, it's either stay at home or work and there's lots of other options. So as a freelancer, there are tons of businesses out there who hire different individuals, different freelancers to help them in their business. Yeah. And that was, I think the one thing that appealed to me the most, you talked about like having the flexibility, like obviously that as a mom, you know, I wanted to be the one that took my kids to doctor's appointments and didn't have to ask for time off. But I think the biggest thing, and I have said this a couple times, you know, as a teacher, how many extra hours you put in outside of your contracted day. And it didn't matter how much extra work you put in or how great you were, or how many evaluations that you had done where you scored at the top of the top no matter what, I wasn't going to get a pay raise unless I, you know, joined this extra committee or ran this group or, you know, so for me, obviously flexibility was a huge piece of why freelancing was so appealing to me. But an even bigger piece now that I've learned is the fact that I have the opportunity to control my income. Yeah, that is so cool. One thing that I hated about teaching too, as an English teacher, I worked a lot. I had, I taught the honors kids, so they were always writing papers. I was always reading and grading. And I think when I did the math on average, I was working about 55 to 60 hours a week. And my take-home pay was roughly about $1,800 a month. When you subtract daycare from that, I only took home about $1,000, which now I'm like, $1,000, that's nothing. Like that's a lot of money, but when I'm thinking about, oh, I've got to replace this back when I was still a teacher thinking, how am I going to come up with a thousand dollars? If only I could have a thousand dollars, I could quit. At that point, I thought that was such a huge number and like so unrealistic that would never happen. Yeah. And I love that you're talking about money because I think it can kind of be like a taboo thing, but I think it's always good to like kind of lay it out there for me when I really kind of saw what the possibility could be with, with my income it just all made more sense to me. So what, as a freelancer, what kind of things can people earn? How much can you charge? What does that look like? Yeah. So I started just as a virtual assistant. I think that makes a lot of sense for a lot of people who don't necessarily have a specialized skill set. Or if you're a teacher and you're like, well, like for me, I never had any sort of a job that was not involved with childcare or teaching or babysitting. And so I got started as a virtual assistant and I was pretty much just the jack of all trades, just task doer. Any extra tasks that my clients needed, I was able to come in and do them. And so as a virtual assistant, you can start out charging $25 an hour, $30, $35, and from there you can grow. As a virtual assistant, so I shared kind of my teaching income as a virtual assistant, 
I started out charging $20 an hour, but as I grew and my experience, I shifted that up. And towards the height of my virtual assistant career, I was making about $3,500 and working about 15 to 20 hours a week. So that was such a huge difference than teaching. And it made it such a no-brainer. Like, why would I bust my butt all day, every day for pennies when I could work less and control my freedom and have like this opportunity of growth, like beyond anything I could ever dream of. Right. That's awesome. And you talked about how you started out as a virtual assistant and obviously that went really well for you. So what was it that motivated you or kind of where that light bulb went off when you decided that you were going to move away from the virtual assistant world and into this course creator world that you're in now? As I was building up my business, we mentioned Facebook groups earlier. As I was building up my virtual assistant business, I was one of the first in my friend groups to have a baby. So I I didn't have a huge support system of friends. I could text and be like, hey, McLaren's going through this. Like, what do I do? Or hey, this is going on. What do I do? So I resorted to online mom Facebook groups. And they were some of like my biggest support system through motherhood. And so I was active in those. And as I started my freelance business... I noticed in the mom Facebook group here locally, there were always moms asking, I want to work from home. Similar to me, similar to you. I want to work from home. I don't want to join an MLM. I need to make about this much money. I'm sick of my job. What can I do? And I just started telling them what I was doing. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here you go. And helping them get started and sending them to some of the resources that I had found. And this was all while I'm building up my virtual assistant business as well. But then after I had quit teaching, I was staying home. This was my second son was born. It was August. It was the first year I was not returning to school. There was one day in particular, there was a mom that asked same question in a Facebook group. And I shared my typical story. I was sharing it so much. I had it typed in a Google document that I just copied and pasted. But there were like 50 moms that wanted me to personal message them to help them and tell them more. And I just didn't have the bandwidth to do that. And so it dawned on me that I was like, wait a minute, Michaela, you have a serious passion for moms having flexible work because you were there. This was a problem that you had and you worked through it. You have the teaching background and you have the know-how of how to like replace your income from home. And there's this huge hole of moms wanting this because back at this time, there was not one person in the freelance online business space speaking directly to moms of the how freelancing can get them out of their nine to five jobs and help them have that flexible work at home balance that they want. And so I just went with it. Like I wanted to eventually go into the online course coaching route, but I thought it would be like a three to five year plan. But when I was sitting here with this wide open opportunity, like the desire to help them, I just went with it and took that first leap to start a course and market it and get moms to sign up. My first launch, we had 10 moms that signed up and a good portion of them are still active in the freelancing space and course group today. And since then, I think we've helped over 1300 people through our paid programs. That is awesome. And so now if it hasn't been clear that that was kind of my connection with Michaela, I found her course about a year ago this time. And, you know, I was very similar to where her moms were just wanting to be able to have an option from home and took her course and I've taken it twice now because she's revamped it, but just the resources that she has and the 
course group and the community. It really has been such a game changer for my family. The fact that I don't have to go back to work, that I'm in the same situation where you are. This is the first year that I am not in the classroom. It feels weird, but I just, I love what I do every day and love that I get to do this. And I love that you're on a mission to help even more moms find that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, it's crazy. So this is my third August, third September, not being back in the classroom. And it's amazing when you have that control and you feel that power over your future and you don't feel like you are living on someone else's terms. Yeah. And I haven't really faced it face to face, but I know that there are some people who have said things like, why would you leave your teaching job? What you're doing is not secure. What if it dries out? So how would you say to moms who are dealing with that? What would your advice be to them if they're getting those same kind of comments? Yeah. So I got a lot of, because my family, I was not shy that I was not happy with what was going on and wanting to be home. But like, literally, that's all I could talk about. People would be like, oh, how's being a mom? How's McLaren? And then the next question they always asked me was, are you back at work? Are you staying home? And I was like, yeah, it sucks. I hate it. Like I'm looking for my way out. So I was not shy about what I wanted, but it was very hard because back then, I guess everyone probably experiences this too when, especially if you're the first person in like your circle to start freelancing or start a business online, they automatically think, oh my God, it's another MLM. Like run, she's gonna, she's gonna come sell to me. I had to do a lot of educating and explaining on what the freelance industry was and what I was doing and who I was helping and why this is all possible. But my dad also kept being like, well, why don't you just go get a job here and then you can hire a nanny, you'll make more. And I was like, it's not just about the money. It's about like my time and me wanting to have that choice of what my work like looks like. I would be miserable if I was sitting in a desk in a cubicle or an office, just like punching a clock, watching that time tick. I would be miserable. I wanted to spend my days at the park. I wanted to spend my days exploring our city or snuggling on the couch. I just I wanted to have like that option to wake up each day and be like, this is what we're doing today. And I see a lot of moms who like one of their objections or one of their excuses that they tell themselves of why they can't do this is because they really their income, their family needs that income. But I also see those same moms who send me that email, those emails of, well, I can't freelance because we rely on my income. Like I rely on my income too. We've got bills. We have a mortgage, all these things that like my income goes to. But then those same moms that are emailing me saying that, a lot of times, a couple weeks later or a month later, they'll email me back and say, oh my gosh, my husband was just let go from his job, or I was just let go from my job, or I found out, blah, blah, blah. And so many people have this false sense of a traditional nine to five being the secure, stable thing. And it's not. Companies are always changing. They're getting bought out. They're a business. They're making decisions and they have to make cuts or changes based on based on the fact that they're a business. And I see a lot of people that get let go. And when you get let go from a corporate job, you go from your cushy salary to zero. When you're a freelancer, most freelancers have multiple clients. So you have multiple streams of income, multiple revenue streams instead of just one client if you're an employee. And so if one of your clients as a freelancer something happens with their business, something out of your control, they decide they need to part ways. Or even if you decide like, whoa, this person's crazy, don't want to work with them anymore. Instead of going from your 
you know, cushy income to zero, you only lose what that one client is. And it's much easier to replace that one client than find a full-time job. And it also puts your family in a much better position if you only go down $500 instead of a full salary. I love that example and how you've explained that. And we talked a lot about like what it is and the amount that you can get, but what kind of things can moms or even just other women, what kind of services can freelancers provide to business owners, online business owners? What can they do from home? Okay. So I already mentioned at the beginning, like virtual assistant, virtual assistant can be like a great place to start for some people, but some of the tasks that a virtual assistant will do would be like email inbox management, customer service, maybe research data entry. Maybe as a virtual assistant, you could create graphics, social media graphics for your clients. You could schedule social media posts. You could do some blog post management and doing the like formatting and scheduling for posts to go live. You could do content repurposing and maybe some writing tasks. So as a virtual assistant, you're essentially just going to take on all of the extra that a client has. For a lot of people, virtual assistant is a great place to start out. But for those of you that already have a specialized skill set, my big thing is to start your business with where like your skills most naturally currently align because I think that's going to give you the best route for success. So if you in your day job if you already find that you're doing one of these services, that's what I would start with. So virtual assistant is popular. There's also a social media manager. And a social media manager is someone who helps clients manage their social media profiles. All businesses need a social and online presence. And a social media manager's role is to create or implement the social strategy that is aligned with the business's goals. So some social media managers will work in all the platforms. Some may specialize in just one specific platform, but as a social media manager, you might like create posts, you might curate content to post, you might do the overall strategy, you might do audits of social media accounts and tell people what to improve and give suggestions on what to improve. You might specialize in engaging and going in and just commenting back and commenting on like accounts. You might specialize and start to add paid ad campaigns. So that's another one. Pinterest manager is another fun service that people can offer too. A lot of people think Pinterest is just a fun, playful tool for moms, but it is a powerful search engine just like Google. And it is a major traffic driver to all websites. So businesses of all sizes use Pinterest from the fashion blogger who you follow on Instagram to like I use Pinterest. I'm an online course creator. I use Pinterest for my business. Target, even Nordstrom, Pottery Barn, like every business utilizes Pinterest or should be. And a Pinterest manager helps a client pin related and engaging content as well as getting the client's content out there and visible to increase the traffic to their website. And There's a lot of different things you can specialize as a Pinterest manager. Maybe you just help people set up their accounts. You teach them how to optimize their account or you do that for them. There's the monthly maintenance and there's also the paid ad campaigns that a freelancer can offer to businesses. Another popular service is copywriting. So if you're someone who does a lot of writing, writing is your strength, editing, proofreading, something like that, maybe copywriting and becoming a copywriter makes the most sense for you. A copywriter is basically someone that creates any and all of the written content for a business. Some typical copywriting projects are sales page copy, ghostwriting for blogs, which ghostwriting for blogs just means 
you are not getting credit for that. You're writing the blog as the business owner. So the business owner can post that blog and it looks like they wrote it. No one knows that it was actually you. So you can do blog writing. There's email sequence copy. Any email that you get from a business most likely was written by a copywriter. The copy on someone's website, the about me page, all of the different pieces of text on a website, typically that is written by a copywriter. And that's something if you love writing, you could do for other businesses. All of the Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, all of the ad copy, and even social media content copywriters can help with. There's so many options like graphic design. If you have an eye for design, you're really creative. Even if you didn't go to graphic design school, this is something that you could get into as a freelancer. You could help with like brand identity development and help new businesses create the look and feel of their brand, as well as create all of the images, graphics, and other deliverables that they will need, such as their logo, if they have any ebooks any social media graphics, any like their web design. That is something that a graphic designer can help out with. And then one of my other favorite services to talk about is online business manager. So an online business manager, it's a little bit of an operation, like operations director, kind of like project management, some goal setting and like implementation. And uh, OBM is basically just the like, focus right hand to the vision-driven creative business owner. And an OBM is going to work directly with the business owner and manage the business to help make sure that all of their ideas and projects and goals come to life and get accomplished. So an OBM might help with strategic planning, project management, or different systems and automations implementation. I love that. I love all the different things. And That was one thing that when I found out about this freelancing world, like you said, I started out as virtual assistant, but then as I kind of got more into it and more involved in it and started working with different clients, because I was taking on these different tasks, they would just throw things at me. Oh, can you try to do this? And I was able to find things that I actually really enjoyed doing. Like I love the back end of the blog and the SEO. And I just love how, you know, as a teacher, especially if you end up teaching the same content year after year, it can get pretty mundane and you can just kind of feel like, you know, especially if there was a topic, I know you used to teach high school English, if there was a novel that you had to teach that you really didn't like, and you just would dread doing that. I just think it's so fun that you get to come in and do different things. And I'm just, I love learning about the online space and how businesses are growing and just excelling online in a totally different way. Oh, yeah. I started as a virtual assistant too and quickly learned that I loved the social media side. I loved the marketing side. I never thought I had what it would take to be a social media manager or do any of that because I didn't have a marketing degree or a business degree. But I quickly learned that social media is getting people to take a specific action. That was one of my best strengths as a teacher. I could get high school English kids talking about Beowulf and Oedipus and the Odyssey and Shakespeare and all of these ancient literature texts that they had no real interest in, but it was my job to make them interested in it. And so one of my first clients gave me a task to just increase the conversation and engagement in her Facebook group. And that's where I realized that, oh my gosh, I am using the exact same skill set that I use in my teaching job. And it's one of my favorite things. I can come into this group and get these business owners talking about 
these specific topics and get them to go to my client's website and get them to sign up for her programs and her services. Just like in the classroom, I could get the kids talking about you know, Beowulf and get them to connect those themes to their own lives and get them talking and thinking about the world in a new way. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up too, because I get that a lot. People will say, you know, I went to undergraduate, I got my master's, I have these certificates and people are like, oh, that was all for nothing. And I definitely disagree with that because I'm still teaching, but just in a different way, just because I'm not in the classroom with young children and, you know, teaching them how to read or how to add, that doesn't mean that I'm still not using those skills. So I love how you said that, that when people are wanting to do this freelance world, think about the skills that you actually have, not necessarily the kind of work that you're doing, but what skills do you use in that job each and every day? So I love that you said that. Yeah. If you are like the go-to planner and like organization person in your group, in your job, in your life, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, like it takes a lot to be organized in the house. If you can organize and manage a household, you can organize and manage a business and help a business owner manage their business. Absolutely. I love that. So we kind of did your whole entire story, Michaela. We talked about why you got into the freelance world and how you kind of evolved into the course creator. What are the next steps for Live Free? Ooh, for Live Free, like me and what I'm doing? Yes. I want, like long-term, if I could do anything, I want to leave behind a legacy that really impacted and changed what it looks like to be a working mom. I think so many people think it's this one or the other. You can either be a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom and there's no in-between. I think just my personal background on like working in motherhood, I used to think McLaren, when she was born, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so bad. I thought like that would be all I ever wanted. And then when I kind of had a little bit of taste of that, I realized, oh no, I really like working. And so I think so many of us are stuck in this mindset of it's either either you're a working mom or you're a stay-at-home mom. And there's pros and cons to both, right? But I feel like being a work at home mom, especially as a freelancer, is the best of both worlds. I have like the parts of being a working mom I love, and I have the parts of being a stay at home mom, and I've combined it into this awesome thing that works for me and my family. And what works for me and my family is going to be completely different than others, and that's the beauty of it. So I just want to leave an impact on what it looks like to be a working mom. And if I can be a big voice for change in that and revolutionize that. That's what I want to do. So I'm working on that. Hopefully by getting on the local news, I would like poop my pants if I could get on the Today Show or Good Morning America or something more national because I just think freelancing is such an awesome option, but it's still a secret that not everyone knows about and I want more people to know about it. I love that. I know how much drive and motivation that you have and the way that you're impacting the way that it looks to be a working home mom. So I have no doubt that that's going to be your route that you're going to take and you're just going to take the world by storm. (laughs) I don't know. You'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up, there are three questions that I just want to ask. I always want to give, when I have a guest on, I want to give my listeners some tangible things that they can go and grab or go listen to, to kind of help them and motivate them. So my first question is, what is a book that you're currently reading or a book that you've read that you really think a working mom or someone in their transition would really benefit from? So I just started listening to the Audible of it. Audible is like my favorite thing ever, by the way. I can barely read a book, like a hard copy book. I just, 
I'm the total opposite too. Like I, which is so funny because I love podcasts. There's something nostalgic. I feel like about a book, just like holding it and like smelling the pages. It's super yeah. weird, but <laughs> I love that. I do love that. So I'm a lot of the times I'll buy the audible. I'll start listening to it. I'm like, Oop, yep. Going to need this in my collection. And then I buy the hard copy to like go in and writing. Cause I love, I'm a tangible, I'm a hands-on writer too, but I love listening to it first. A book I'm listening to right now that I'm loving is Marie Forleo's Everything is Figured Outable. And I just think that is a great book for people who are in that transition period or people who are like wanting to transition, but are scared. It's a book that I'm listening to. The whole premise is its title. Everything is figure outable. No matter what you want in your life, if any problem, you have the power to figure everything out. And that's something reading that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like my life philosophy summed up in a book. Thank you, Marie Forleo. <laughs> and I've actually seen that around and I've, that's like next on my list to get. So I'm so excited you said that. It's okay. Gonna, it's just a great like reminder that there's going to be challenges. There's going to be bumps. Nothing in life is ever easy, no matter if it's personal or business or career wise, whatever you face, you can figure it out. And I think knowing that is very empowering. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I'm definitely going to have to get that one now. My next question is, what is a podcast that you're binging on right now? Podcast that I am binging on. I've actually kind of taken a break from podcasts. I feel like, I know this is bad. I have a podcast (laughs) and... You can say your own too. No, I'm not. I don't listen to mine. God bless America. I do not want to hear... I would listen to it and be like, okay, we're canceling everything. (laughs) I'm actually doing more audiobooks now, but one of my all-time favorite podcasts that I still listen to is Amy Porterfield's. Yeah, I just got in because I heard her on Jenna Kutcher's podcast and I was like, now I definitely have to go listen to all of her podcasts. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I love her. Okay. And then the last question, and I know you'll have a good one for me too, is what is your theme song for your week? What's your song that's really like pumping you up right now? Ooh, oh my God. I've got so many. But <laughs> I've got a play. I've got a playlist that's all for like work at home mom pump up songs, but one of my favorite is "Milf Money" by Fergie. <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna give me a Cardi B song too. <laughs> it's also Cardi B, but this one it's perfect, and I just put it on. And my husband, I kind of tease him. I'm like, I like to tell him he married a mogul, and he's like, Oh my god, rolls his eyes like you are not a mogul. I'm totally not, but I just like to tease him because he married a lady who was only going to make pennies as a teacher. And now I'm making more than him as an attorney. And I just like to like tease him and be like, ha ha, you like, look how lucky you are. And so I'll put that on. And my daughter and I will just go to town dancing to that. And he, he's rolling his eyes like, oh my God, turn this song off. <laughs> I love that. To be a fly on the wall in your house, I think would be really fun. <laughs> Okay. So before we wrap up, I just want to let our listeners know where they can connect with you. I mean, anytime someone comes to me, I always send them your way, but where can we find you and hang out with you more? My website is MichaelaQuinn.com. It's going to have all of my resources, but the best place to hang out with me is probably my Facebook group. And it's just the Live Free Podcast Mastermind. Yeah. It's such a fun group. Yeah, there's almost, we're almost 10,000 strong, which is crazy. That is insane. That's so cool. I love it. All right, Michaela. Well, I have loved chatting with you. Like I said, this has been a full circle moment for me. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing all about freelancing and how this is just such a great option for mom. So I thank you so much and appreciate you so much. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me, Aubrey. And I just want to say before we leave, Aubrey is like the best student. She (laughs) signed up, did everything and is the biggest at what she accomplished while she was pregnant and teaching in such a short amount of time. So Aubrey, congratulations. Thank you so much, Michaela. Wow, what an amazing interview with Michaela. And I just love Michaela so much. And I love everything that she's doing and her mission to help other moms and support them. And if you're anything like me after listening to this episode, you are going to want to dive into freelancing more, just learn more about it. So I want to share a special link with you from Michaela herself. I want to give you a link to a free training from Michaela where you will learn Freelance 101. You'll learn how to work less and make more money from home. You'll learn Michaela's proven process to how to start making money and landing clients in less than a week. And you'll also learn how to leverage your current skills into a profitable freelance business that you love. So if any of this sounds appealing to you, something you want to pursue or look into, then just head over to bit.ly slash O-T-O workshop. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash O-T-O workshop. And if you're driving in your car or you're out on a walk right now, don't worry. I will link everything in the show notes for you so that you can click that link and find out a little bit more about freelancing and see if it's right for you. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and for listening to all of the juicy knowledge that Michaela shared with us. And until next time, I hope you have a fabulous week and I will see you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Insta stories, and be sure to tag me at Aubrey Malik. That way I can share you in my Insta stories as well. And if you're loving this show, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a review. These reviews mean the world to me, and it helps me reach more mamas just like you. Catch you on the flip side, mama.